better skills, better doctors. Join Rebecca Ong and Michael Peluso from TCM Hub as we go beyond the nuts and bolts of clinical practice to navigate some of the more challenging aspects of being a self-employed physician. Welcome to Better Skills, Better Doctors. We are your hosts, Rebecca Ong and Michael Peluso. Before we dive in, be sure to head over to tcm-hub.com and click Hub Community to join a network of your colleagues. There you can get help with your herbal medicine cases and get coached on topics covered in this podcast. Hub Community is only for those who are licensed practitioners of Chinese medicine and students who are enrolled in an accredited Chinese medicine program. Hey everyone, we're back. Yes, we missed a couple of weeks with the podcast. Sorry about that. We actually had our, it's been a busy month. We had a harmonized training at the end of April, and that was in Charlotte, North Carolina, and that went great. It was a real success. It was super fun. Really like doing these live seminars because, you know, we finally get to meet you guys in person. We've met a bunch of you before, but, you know, we have some new followers and new students that we've never met before and we only know you from the Internet. So it's really a pleasure to be able to get to know you guys and to really see you and meet you in person and, you know, talk shop and whatnot. So uh, so that was a great that was a great time. And then we got home and <laughs> Very shortly after that, we started our new project, and some of you have already heard about it. We had uh, Diana Herman from CMD Skin Solutions. She's uh, very well-known. You might know her already, but she's a very well-known, very successful dermatology specialist, and we have teamed up with her, and she came all the way out here from Colorado to our studio here in Vermont to record her new program, and it's called Strategic Dermatology. And if you don't know anything about it and you haven't heard anything about it and you're interested in treating dermatology, uh, not necessarily specializing it, but just treating it, which is, you know, probably a lot of patients that are already coming into your clinic. Um, If you're interested in learning more about our program, head over to tcm-hub.com slash derm, D-E-R-M. And you can put in your email there so that you can stay updated about the release of the program, which we're planning to release on June 1st. It's going to be really, really, really cool. Uh, Totally different than anything out there. So go ahead and check it out. All right. So today's podcast episode is titled The Mistake of Charging Your Worth. And now you might be a little confused by that title because We all hear people saying over and over again, you have to charge your worth, or you may actually be saying it to yourself. I need to charge my worth. I have to charge my worth. And it's meant to be inspirational and it's meant to be a reminder to never undersell yourself, which is really important and also a real problem in this profession, in my opinion. So the thing is, is that the odds are if you're struggling with quote unquote charging your worth, then you likely have some messy thoughts about your own self-worth. Now, if you've done any coaching with me or have been following me, you know that I teach people that the actions that we take are initiated by the thoughts and the feelings that we have. 
So if I sat down to do some marketing emails and I sat down on my computer and I thought, ugh, this is going to be so hard. The feeling that generates from, ugh, this is going to be so hard is for me, you know, a feeling of defeat. I feel defeated. And so from there, I'm not really taking really great action. I'm not sitting down and cranking out emails. I'm, you know, finding ways to avoid it, getting up to get my third glass of water. I start vacuuming. I do whatever it is I do to avoid the whole task. Or maybe I sit down and I write the emails, but they're they're coming through really slow or the content's not great or, you know, it's just, it's I'm not producing really great work. And so that's what happens if I sit down and I'm like, oh, this is really hard. Okay. So if you're someone who thinks, you know, you have low self-worth and maybe that feeling that comes up is a feeling of unworthiness. And then you try to take the action of, I need to charge my worth. That's not going to go so well. You know, there's an incongruency there and incongruent feelings to your thoughts. That makes it really difficult to take any specific actions or an action that feels authentic to you. So when someone says, I know I should be charging my worth, or they say, I need to be charging my worth, what they're actually doing is they're listening in their head to someone else's direction and opinion of what they should do. So they're listening to like a little voice in their head of like, you should charge your worth. And, and, you know, they might like the way it sounds and they agree with the sentiment and the logic of it. And it does sound empowering, but they don't actually believe it. And all that does is bring on feelings of guilt instead of empowerment. Because you're thinking, I need to charge my worth. And then you don't do it. And then you start beating yourself up for it. Right. And then to no surprise, They take no action on it because the direction or the proclamation isn't actually coming from within themselves. You know, people are less likely to do something in a sustaining way when someone else tells them to do it. It's like we've all had patients, you know, patients that could, you know, for their health, you know, could lose a few pounds. They go to their doctor. Their doctor just tells them, you need to lose weight. Do they go home and they're like, okay, here I go. I'm going to go lose weight. No, that never happens because it's not coming from them. It's just a directive. It's just a direction. So when someone decides for themselves that this is what I'm doing and all the reasons why they're doing it and they like those reasons for making that decision, then they're going to do the thing and they're going to feel good about it and they're going to stick with it. So charging your worth, quote unquote, charging your worth also makes it all about you. You know, it makes it about you instead of the, you know, about the patient or instead of about your contribution to the world. Saying, I charge this because I deserve it or I charge this because I'm worth it. You know, that sounds and feels empowering. It's very you go girl, (laughs) right? But when you think about it, 
it's completely self-centered and self-focused. You know, saying I charge this because I'm worth it is all about you versus saying this is the value of my work or this is the value of the outcome of my work. Now it's about the value you're providing to the patient and the value that you provide to the world. You know, this, so this could be helpful for those of you out there struggling with your worthiness, with your self-worthiness, because here, when you do it this way, you're no longer selling yourself. And instead you're selling the value that you provide. Now it's still super important to continue to work on your own struggles with self-worth. And that's something that I work with people quite a bit, but it's really important to continue that work. Understanding that no one gives you your worth. You're already born worthy, and it's up to you to connect with that worth. You know, relying on something external to provide you with your worthiness is always a losing game. You know, this is, it's just another kind of arrival fallacy. We talked about arrival fallacy. It was actually our very first podcast episode. Um, And you can check that out. Episode number one. You know, this is just another kind of arrival fallacy. We tell ourselves, when I achieve this, then I'll be worthy, or I'll be happy, or I'll be satisfied, or I'll finally be content. And then you achieve it, and lo and behold, you move the goalpost. Because the thing you achieved isn't bringing you the feeling that you were expecting. And so you just keep changing things. You keep changing things and searching for the next solution. And because because worthiness and happiness and satisfaction, it's decided by you and it's generated by you. That's why changing things around, they don't, that tends to not work. Maybe you feel some temporary relief when you change your circumstance, you change your situation, but yeah, kind of it, something else gets filled in. There's always, it's a vacuum. So If you're not quite yet at the point of full belief of your own worthiness and value, and you're still working on cleaning up those thoughts, for now, try focusing on your belief of the value of your work. You know, specifically the value of the outcome of your work, and then the value it contributes to your patients and to your community, and ultimately to the world. You know, write down all of that value and think of that when you're deciding on what your fee structure is going to be and then see how that goes. So I'd love to hear more about your ideas around worthiness and value. If you're a member of Hub Community, start a conversation in the Ask a Coach forum and we'll talk. And if you're not a member, come check it out at tcm-hub.com and click Hub Community at the top of the page. Thanks for listening and considering new perspectives. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Rebecca Ong is a certified professional life coach for Chinese medicine physicians. She is not a certified financial planner, financial advisor, or accountant. Life coaching is not a substitute for therapy, medicine, or medical treatment. Anything discussed in this podcast is for general education and entertainment purposes only.